we're back. This is the Life in the Clouds podcast. I am your host, Carlton, and this is my lovely wife. Nidra. Glad to have you back here with another episode. Um, We're glad that you chose to join us, and we're looking forward to uh, having some interesting conversation tonight. So we'll start with um, our wins for the week. So, ma'am, what's been going on with you? You don't. You don't have to remember because the week just it hasn't even ended yet. So, what are your wins for the week? I finished up a really long class at work. Okay. So that's a win. I survived it. Oh, you survived it. It was long. It was two weeks long. Two weeks long. Yes. Okay. It was like really early in the morning and then late in the afternoon, and sitting for a long time and listening to people talk all day. Yeah, but I you... survived. I didn't fall asleep. And I've finished. Okay. It was difficult. But you got to go on some really interesting field trips. Yes, that is true. Exactly. And so those were long, too, to get to these field trip locations. See, I survived. That's what I'm saying. That's true. That's good. So to me, that was a win. Are I you agree. judging my win? I'm not judging your win. Just making sure. This is a judgment-free zone here on Life in the Club. You're a safe, uh, safe person? I, I try to be. I can't today. always say that I'm going to be safe, but today... Can you be safe for this episode? I will do my best. Thank you so much, sir. I'll do my best. That's my win for the week. Okay. What's yours? So for me, I'm back up and moving again. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this on the last episode or not, but my mishap at the gym with the yes with the uh, leg we raise machine. We did discuss that. So I that just... Is, yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm back up and moving again. But, it's you're, been, but you, you haven't explained. Like, I mean, we know the story of what happened at the gym. So but I don't... Are you saying that that is the result of being immobile for a little while? I don't know if that was the result, but that was the cause, I think... Okay. Of the plantar fasciitis that I was Got dealing it. with. Okay. And uh, so I spent uh, quite a few days mm-hmm. uh, with my leg or my foot up and trying to move as little as possible. Yes. And that was no fun. Um, but it's okay. It's all. So, so could you explain to the, our listening audience if the home diagnosis... <laughs> given by see, your wife see. was anywhere <coughs> close to the professional medical opinion that you received at the doctor's office. I'm just curious if you could share that little, little piece of info, please. So listen, Miss Reflexology, I just, <laughs> I did not I, want I did, to. Listen, I asked if, the, if, if what I was mentioning here at the house before the doctor's appointment was similar to the doctor's diagnosis. I'm just asking yes or no. You don't have to explain all that. I don't I need do. any kudos. No, no. no, I do. I, need no I do need. I do need to explain. Number one, I didn't go to my doctor. My doctor was unavailable. Okay. And so I went to a different doctor okay. who I've never seen before. All right, medical professional. Um, as it were. True. True. She <laughs> was definitely a medical professional. She definitely understood the situation that I was in. And she had some very interesting uh, remedies that I should try. Good for her. One of those remedies sounded very similar, similar. to okay. what uh, what uh, you had mm-hmm. mentioned that I should try. Okay. And that I was definitely down on and said that I would not. Ooh. I was not going to do that. You thing. were very adamant. About I was very adamant, and, and 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 I want to let the record show that I didn't do any of that. 
and, and that's uh, fine. However, I, that's, that's fine. However, you didn't listen to the doctor. That's not both you know, abnormal you, at all. You and the doctor <laughs> both agreed <laughs> that I should try something mm-hmm. to help with my foot yeah. pain. Okay. And I didn't. Okay. And I learned mm-hmm. that um, I didn't need to listen to you guys in order to get mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. I just needed to wait for my body mm-hmm. to heal. Mm-hmm. Now, could I have gotten better faster? Mm, I was going to ask that. It's entirely, my mind. it's entirely possible. However, here's the thing. I didn't do it, so I don't know. So there's no Fair way enough. for me to Fair know whether or not what you offered would actually work. Fair so. I just was curious if it sounded familiar, if it was, you know, way off base, you know. I'm glad that you and the doctor, uh, both being pregnant ladies... Now, now uh, we have were, to blame on that. Now we have to no, 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 no. That is not a blame. I'm just saying that you guys had some kind of mental no. linkage going mm-hmm. on because literally the two of you were saying the same thing. <laughs> and and I'm just assuming that there's some pregnant brain mm. network that happens. A pregnant cloud. A mind. Mm. It could be. Downloaded uh, see, from yes, the cloud. from the cloud. <laughs> the two of you <laughs> just, so funny. you know, uh, going up against me. So funny. Uh, so when I see my regular doctor. Um, I like how you just really. Did you have to do it, Drew? What? See my regular yes. doctor? I went back to see her a second I, time. You did. I mean, I'm just saying. You were like, That's I went my back to see her doctor. a second time. And she even. Anyway. So yeah. she's a nice lady. We had a good time. Yes. Okay, so good. Yeah. So I'm back up and moving again. I haven't gone back to the gym. Uh, because mm-hmm. I'm scared that somebody that was there tonight that I fell will see oh, me. Oh, my goodness. No, that's not why Chicken. I haven't been back to the gym. Um, but I will be back in the gym very soon. So that is definitely a win for the week. And areas of improvement. Mm-hmm. I think I for me. I have been to the gym in like a whole. I'm sorry, were you supposed to go? Well, it doesn't matter. You please feel free. Um, I haven't been to the gym in a week, in a month. Maybe six weeks. But how can you go to the gym? You gave up the gym because you didn't. I could like... have been going until like mid October. I had I had up to mid October to go, and I haven't been going. I I understand. And I tried like five squats the other day, and I it was painful. Mm-hmm. The next day it was like muscle burn. I can believe it. That's not good. Uh, well, it's I believe bad. something about being pregnant. Something about being pregnant and trying to do squats, it just, it seems counterintuitive to me. Why do they tell you to do squats to prepare for labor? Oh, I don't, I, I've never had labor, so I don't know. But you should be educated at this point. You can't be all, I don't know anything about I, being pregnant. No, I, oh, please. I, I'm allowed, not that I'm allowed, I am utilizing the fact that everybody thinks men are dumb oh, about pregnancy well, and dumb. women things and you all that. You know more than I do. So I just, you know, I just... Let people but you know more than I do. I know, but when I got folks, to ask you questions, I'm I, like, what? I understand. I'm just saying, I let I let the low expectations work in my oh, favor please. sometimes. All right. So my other improvement is planning meals and going to the grocery store regularly, mm-hmm. which is still not. I've been trying, but it's just not working. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been the one going to the grocery store, so it makes it easier for you. Are you being funny? No, I'm just saying you don't have to go to the grocery store because I've been going. But we don't have it where we go just one time. That's my point. Like, there's always something on the list that's not on the like we forget it's supposed to be on the list or we don't get it. So and then we don't have the stuff for the meal and then the family meal plan falls apart. Well, it would be better if you guys would live with me, and you know we just cook all the food <laughs> on Sunday. 
you know, That's, and I then understand. and then y'all actually eat the food. But the problem is, is that I cook the food on Sunday, and then by Wednesday, everybody's like, "Oh, I don't, don't want to eat that food." And so then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I've got to go to the grocery store to buy food. So just offering suggestions. Just offering suggestions. Not yours. <laughs> What's yours? I don't have any areas of improvement. I'm perfect. That's right. Perfectly. Imbalance. Yes. So for me, an area of improvement still continues to be eating. So while I did better uh, in the last week, um, I still have moments where somebody brings in donuts and my coworker is not helping me. Who's not helping you? My coworker that was keeping me accountable before. What do you mean? I'm not ratting him out. I'm just saying he's. Not looking at me funny when I go grab donut holes well, what's wrong anymore. With him? He's busy. Doing what? We're both working. Sometimes so you're sneaking we have off a, while he's working. Maybe. See, it's entirely it's entirely <laughs> possible that. No. I am walking off when no. uh, he is not Mm-mm. paying attention. That's right. Or I'll go ask a question of the person where the donuts happen to See? be, and then kind of stand he over there and eat the donut. You can't blame it on him. I, I can no, because you can't. he knows. I don't really need to ask those people questions. And so he's like, Carlton, really? Why are you going over there to ask? You know he doesn't have an answer to your question, but he does have donuts. You're wrong. So, You're wrong. Yeah. Real, real wrong. Anyway, so that's what's going on with me. So I still need to get my eating together. We're rolling through the 100-day challenge. Um, however, I am I will admit that I am not 100% like into the 100-day challenge. I've been doing it. I've been, you know, staying on top of things. But I will admit that I'm not like as hype about it as we were last year when we got started with this podcast mm-hmm. was our goal. So well, we are a little distracted, you know. Well, it is. It is very distracting right now. So but anyway, so those are the areas of improvement that I have. And we will uh, keep going uh, and hopefully do better next week. Yes, we will do better next week. Okay. All right. So. Today, our episode topic is boundaries. We've talked about boundaries before um, as we've discussed some of the other aspects of being married, but boundaries is a very important topic, and boundaries are, um, uh, it it literally is that. It's a boundary, so you set a (laughs) limit around an action or around your, would you? It's literally just that. It is literally just that. It's a boundary. Um... You know, if you wanted to think about like a definition of, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize for that cough. Um, setting strong boundaries are not a cure-all for your relationship. Uh, in fact, they're more of a side effect of having healthy self-esteem and general low level of neediness neediness mm. with people around you. Boundaries and relationships work both ways. They create emotional health and are created by people with emotional health. Hmm. They are something you can start working on today with the people close to you. And you'll begin to notice a distance, a difference in your self-esteem, confidence, emotional stability, and so on. And yes, believe it or not, boundaries are also hot. So this comes from uh, markmanson.net. Uh, it's called the, the Guide to Strong Boundaries. But honestly, I'd recommend um, Dr. Was it Henry Cloud? Yes. Um, who has written several books yes. on boundaries. Yes. 
Um, and we read those books um, some time ago. Mm-hmm. I was looking for an electronic copy uh, of those books, we don't have- but uh, no, we have the physical copy, oh. but it's packed in a box. Yeah, that's in a box. Right. So I was looking for that to kind of go through yep. in this episode, but I couldn't find it. So I was looking for some other uh, discussion points around boundaries. Um, and I found this one uh, from momjunction.com. Oh, boy. So it's a mommy blog. Oh, boy. And um, so maybe you'll uh, agree with this. And maybe. it's maybe. called it's no the title of the art. No the title of the article here is <laughs> 15 must have boundaries in marriage. Mm. And so only 15. <laughs> so it says at the very beginning, what is a boundary? A boundary is that line or limit which partners set to protect their marriage and protect themselves from exploitation and manipulation. Mm. Boundaries enable you to draw a line between you and your spouse and allocate ownership and responsibility between you two. Why are boundaries important? For a relationship to be successful and healthy, you need to be happy with yourself before making your spouse happy. Boundaries help you achieve that and more. They make you take responsibility for your actions instead of blaming it on your spouse. They help resolve conflicts and prevent you and your partner from being hurt. They give you the power to change things for good as you are in control of your actions. And they help you strike a balance between yours and your spouse's priorities. I was wondering what that means. That last one. That last one helps you strike a balance. balance. Well, so it's the same way when we talk about... um, trying to think the the best way it's just making sure that one is not subsuming the other yeah i mean when you talk about your priorities right so what's important to you might not be as important to your spouse sure and you're not overemphasizing one over the other right right more of okay right i mean because you remember you know boundaries are just again you're setting a limit between you and your spouse so Mm -hmm. the thing that's important to you that you want to see done you may have to be the one who manages that thing. Sure. Because your spouse may not think that it's as important. Sure. And so if, if you want that thing done, then sure. you've got to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to make sure that you're not, you know, emphasizing your boundaries or your priorities sure. over that of your spouse. Got so it. this allows the two of you to work mm-hmm. out the balance between the two. Yeah. Oh, look, and the next part of the article goes into our favorite subject. What conflict? Conflict, because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it is inherent, right? <coughs> In, Excuse me. As you go through marriage, that you're gonna come into situations where you just don't agree, right? And so we all, as a couple, go through conflicts. And um, the article goes on to say that some lack intimacy despite having no real problems, whilst others sacrifice and yet are not happy in their relationships. Some partners don't take up don't take up responsibility and some cheat on their spouse. The problems may be different, but the confusion, the pain, and ambiguity are all the same. Boundaries prevent many such problems and play a vital role in marriage. And the ways that it can is by number one, giving you freedom. Because you want to have freedom in your marriage and it allows you to love and respect each other. Marriage doesn't give you a license to restrict your partner's freedom. Your spouse should be allowed to pursue their interests instead of being bound by you. Give each other the space to pursue the interests and activities, restriction, and control 
only breed contempt. That's right. And then it also provides protection. <laughs> Having boundaries in, pl- in place helps you know when to tolerate and when to accept. For example, if your spouse abuses you or hurts you emotionally, you have to protect yourself and stand up for yourself instead of tolerating it. And then lastly, responsibility. Taking responsibility makes it clear about who is in charge of what. It leaves no room for ambiguities. Responsibility in marriage covers a whole gamut of things such as behavior, choices, thoughts, attitudes, values, and more. If something requires improvement, then you have the power to change it without affecting your partner. Yep. So what are some of those boundaries? Well, let's talk about what we just read, though. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, freedom is kind of self-explanatory, but how does that look? Like, so if you're talking with, if you're talking with a spouse, a wife, and mm-hmm. you're talking about freedom, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you as a wife to say that having a boundary gives you freedom? Or how does that freedom bear itself out in our marriage? How does it give me freedom? Right, so having the boundaries, how does that give you freedom? When I was, you know, I'm a retired runner, right? So I was interested in all things running and doing different races and all these different things. And so one of the things that we talked about in terms of preparing for a race and setting things up was that, you know, helping, well, both of us understand, like, what that meant in terms of time commitment for me. And I got a comfort level from you about, like, how many hours a week <laughs> mm-hmm. was g- acceptable, quote unquote, um, to be out of the house in training, and then what does the training schedule look like, and all those different things. So for, to me, that's an example of the freedom mm-hmm. to say, you know, I have an interest. Let's sit down and talk about it. How it will impact our um, workflow, especially like on the weekends, because predominantly my long runs were scheduled on the weekends, not sure. both days, but one of the two days, and. Um, looking at our calendar and all those different types of things. But that for me was, is a, an active example for us of me pursuing an interest. We sit down and we discuss it, see what the impacts are, look at what the schedule is and then go from there. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, then, absolutely. so like I wouldn't sign up for a race typically, um, around the, um, end of the school year because, or around spring break, because mm-hmm. the kids would have a lot of activities to do. Or um, or if you knew I was preaching. Or if, correct, if I knew mm-hmm. what your commitments were on Sunday, that's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, like around, you know, the kids' birthdays and different holidays that we know we would do family stuff with our extended family together. So it was being aware of that in terms of how that played out. Sure. That makes sense. And I think for me, as we look at number two, protection, one of the benefits of having boundaries is that it actually protects us from outside influences as well as like, I don't know. Well, I'll just say outside influences. So everybody knows me and they know how um, how I am in terms of our relationship. Like there are only certain types of conversations that I have with people and there are only certain types of activities that I'm going to find myself involved in 
because of the boundaries that we have and that I've set for our marriage and for our family. And so it has protected us in a way, you know, because we never really get out of pocket because, excuse me, we never really get out of pocket because we know we have those boundaries in place. So we don't end up anywhere that we know we shouldn't be or anywhere that we've said that we're not going to be. Not that we shouldn't be anywhere, but we know that it's sure. That that there are certain there are certain activities that we're just not going to participate in. Correct. And so we never have to worry about, at least for me anyway, I never have to really tell people no, because there's just certain things that I just don't get invited to. Sure. You know, like I don't have to worry about that because they know me and they know that I've got a you know I just I just don't participate in yeah. those things. Agree. So, I, I definitely think that's a, a, a protection. All right, so let's get into some of these boundaries that we should have in marriage. Uh, number one, love. And I think that's a cop-out boundary, but that's okay. Um, How can you can't have a marriage well, th- th- discussion and not have love as I'm a foundation? Just, I'm just saying. That just see, it's like, oh, let's talk, about, let's talk about marriage. So number one is love. Yes. Anyway, so love, it, love is the very foundation Thank of marriage. You. Remember your wedding vows to love your spouse in sickness and health and in good and bad times. And when you said I do, you need to do that earnestly. Love your spouse at all times, even during the tough times, and even when your spouse is not behaving the way you want them to. Mm. (laughs) Ouch. That shows your unconditional love for him or her. However, it doesn't mean you have to tolerate your spouse's bad behavior. You need to know where to draw the line. Sounds like tough love to me. I can do that. <laughs> that works. Know where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. So number two. What's number two? Honesty. Helps sustain mutual trust and respect in the relationship. Dishonesty can lead to a host of negative emotions such as insecurity, jealousy, mistrust, and disrespect. Number three is Faithfulness. The boundary of faithfulness protects the marriage from external influences, reassuring the wife and husband about each other's love. See? The love. Back to the foundation. So much love. Too funny. Uh, Number four is self-control. The key to a healthy relationship is to control your emotions and reactions to situations. The solution lies in self-control rather than controlling your spouse. So that, I'm going to skip over some of these, but the next set... Wait, want to talk about nothing? Mm-mm. You can't go past that one. Past which one? I Controlling your emotions and reactions. I haven't... I've I read that one. But you, we need to discuss this one. This is hard. Oh, okay. You I'm sorry. You can't just say that and just... Self-control, control yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. I. Okay. Because you Let's talk about it. in the heated discussion. Yeah. And so, you know, like... That's hard. And in a heated discussion, you control yourself. I don't. I don't. Really? Not. I'm what? Seriously. Sorry. It's not my. It, the, the, this is not my cross to, to bear. Where, it is your cross to bear because sometimes we get in a heated discussion and you want to say something. But I don't. You don't. However, you really want to, and I know you really want to. But I don't. But I know you want to, and you know you want to. But and I, I can don't. see it. But and I. You don't. know I can see it. But I don't. So the I'm whole so saying. what it just said. This says the boundary <laughs> is self control. And I'm telling you 
that in that moment, I utilize self-control because it's not wise. Even if I really want to say a thing, it's not wise. It's not beneficial. It's not going to be to my benefit to make that comment. I have those moments as well. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying you can't gloss over that too quickly. I wasn't glossing over it quickly. The point is you need to have (laughs) self-control. So I don't know how many times I have to say it. But ladies and gentlemen, you need to have self-control. So if you find yourself in that heated moment, you need to exercise some self-control. So the example here says if your spouse is being extremely rude to you, um, to tell him or her, if you continue arguing with me, I'll stop this discussion and leave. This action helps control the comp- control the situation from going worse. So, see, I was trying to avoid the example because Why? one of the things that we have to that we tell couples is that sometimes uh, you need to. So yes, you need to set this boundary. Okay, we're not mm-hmm. going to be rude to each other. Mm-hmm. However, what we can't do is shut down communication without. A time bound. So now, so we really want to get into the boundary discussion, right? Yeah. You can't just say, okay, I'm shutting this conversation down and I'm leaving because I don't like it, mm-hmm. right? Even, you know, even in a heated moment. Yes. Because some conflict needs to be resolved. And you true. need to have it. So you've got to be able to set a another boundary or a boundary within the boundary to say, hey, we'll stop this conversation because we're too heated right now. But we need to come back and finish this conversation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back in an hour. We're going to come back this evening before bedtime. We're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. take some time to like cool off and come back to this conversation. That's a good point. Because there are some people would use that to their advantage. Yes. To say, I'm not going to have this conversation with you and then just walk away. And Mm -hmm. then they never have it, Mm -hmm. which is definitely not what we want. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you don't get caught up in that. Very good point. So the next section of uh, boundaries, they say, are physical boundaries. But the very first one is about communication. So I don't know. Um, It says mere communication about day-to-day things is not enough. You need to have heart-to-heart talks and share quality time as it makes your relationship special. Sometimes we tend to assume things instead of asking. So avoid that and make it a point to ask questions and express your concerns. Now, that's part of the reason why we do the wins for the week um, at the beginning of every episode, as well as the areas of improvement. I recommend that for, you know, folks that are listening in your relationships, that you do the same thing. Make it a ritual, something that you guys do on a consistent basis, because that way you're constantly having a conversation about what's working well and what isn't working so well. You can even make the wins be marriage wins. Like, what are the marriage wins for the week? What are areas of improvement within the marriage? Uh, I know. I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that if if you need to, you can use that as the opportunity sure. to have that conversation. Um, so you want to, you know, make sure that you're expressing and asking questions. Um, now, the next one, definitely, no physical abuse. This boundary cannot be crossed at any cost. Physical abuse such as hitting, pushing, or slapping each other can never be done or tolerated. This is... uh, Your soapbox. Yeah, this is definitely my soapbox. And I don't know, I'm sure there's been an episode where I've talked about it, and so I won't 
belabor the point, but I have a zero tolerance policy for, you know, physical abuse on either side. So we learned it in kindergarten. Keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) Nobody should be putting their hands on anybody else. And um, anybody who does uh, is a coward as far as I'm concerned. And I'll and I'll leave it at that. But definitely you should have a, a boundary in your marriage that says that you guys are not going to put your hands on each other except for when you want to put your hands on each other. <laughs> in anger. <laughs> so or frustration. No, sometimes you put your hands on each wow. other in anger too. That is, but again, in a, in a everybody wants to put their hands on each other. Hey look, I, we're married. I and, I was and so not even thinking that this is the marriage and family podcast. So anybody no one should be offended by any thinking. discussions of putting our hands mm-hmm. on each other. Alright, number yeah. seven, don't envy your spouse. Um, envy proves to be a disaster in your relationship. If you are dissatisfied with yourself, you will lack the ability to change things in your relationship. When you are jealous of your spouse's growth, social skills, appearance, or anything else, it means you are feeling insecure in the relationship. Insecurity will force you to break all the barriers in marriage. And that's true. That is very true. That's a good point. (laughs) Number eight is evaluate situations. You need to know where to draw the line by evaluating situations. Sometimes settling boundaries in a marriage might hurt your partner and that doesn't mean that it's bad for your relationship. For example, you might ask your spouse to share the responsibility of paying the household bills as you want to make some investments. So be firm with what it is. I'm sorry. So be firm with it as you are securing the future with those investments. That's an interesting comment because that's the interesting example you think that's an interesting example about evaluating the situation or is that just more so of you know really think about is this the hill you want to die on basically I mean I I, like if it's like super 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 important yeah to you right Mm -hmm. then that's your boundary like you there's some issues you just have to say okay this is how I would like things to go or this is what I want to change because like this is a key issue here. Sure. Versus it may not be that important and something that I don't like or it might be like annoying but I'm not going to. Right. So evaluating it from that perspective. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. All right. I am going to skip through. I'm going to post this article in the show notes so that you guys can go and read through it and see if some of these other ones work for you. 14 is good. 14 is definitely good. That was one that I was going to close out oh, on in this job, article. Honey. Look at that. So We're good. thinking the same thing. That's right. We're one. See, Aww. we have those boundaries set so That's tightly so that we're just linked together. Because of our foundation of love that we have. So much love. So much love mm-hmm. linked us together. That's right. So we knew that connection. 14 was the one. Yes. Yes. So 14 says forgive. To forgive your spouse can be challenging, but it is necessary to strengthen your marriage. Even in times of conflict, you need to be humble enough to forgive and let go, but be firm if the mistake is repeated. And that's true. So, I mean, that la- and the last part, too. Be firm if the mistake is repeated. If you guys are having a recurring issue, um, you know, something that keeps coming up, you know, You've got to be firm in the, okay, listen, 
we got to get a handle on this. We got to get this under control. It can't just be, let me forgive, let me forgive, let me forgive. Because you've got to make some progress. So if you're challenged in an area, you've got to put some energy and effort into make actually making the change. Just apologizing and expecting your spouse to sure. forgive you That's a good all point. the time sure. is, is, is definitely going yeah. to wear down your relationship. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Good job, honey. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let that go. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, pardon my let, cough. Here. I made a joke. You did. What was the joke? It was kind of funny. What was it? But not really. No, no, y'all say I'm not funny. Well, listen, so we're not going to go there. No, no, I was... We're not going to go there. So we have one question. Rude. We have one question. Um, <laughs> and then we'll close out this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the question is from... is So the husband and wife, the husband is 31, the wife is 28. Says we're dealing with a rough situation where he has made a lot of sacrifices for our future, which has drastically decreased his quality of life and have to and has to do long distance for the next eight months. And he is having a heck of a time adjusting. The problem is that he feels I am not being supportive and I am finding it impossible to make him feel like I appreciate his sacrifices. If I am encouraging, he says I'm being too optimistic. If I agree that it sucks, it obviously doesn't change anything. And if I tell him he's tripping, sometimes he does blow things out of proportion and later admits it. Then I'm not being supportive. I feel like I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I offered to fly up. I offered to fly up next weekend to visit, and he turned it down, saying he hates where he is so much. It wouldn't feel like a break. That kind of hurt my feelings, and I can't say that because he will say he has it worse. What the heck can I do to show him I love him, appreciate him, and am rooting for him when he is being Eeyore and looking at everything in a negative way? So this is wife looking for some ways to encourage her husband who's in a tough, a tough situation. So what are your... What... Um, does he want to be encouraged? It doesn't sound like he wants encouragement right now. Or agreement. So she should probably just be quiet. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's not what I was expecting. Oh, it's not? I mean, I'm... Oh, I mean... <coughs> it's not working either way, so just be quiet. Yeah, so... And listen and see, like... So she's so some okay. other ideas, right? Like okay, so she's if offered he's to fly up the next weekend, don't offer. You go or you don't go. So if he's so let's say he's complaining, so mm-hmm. they're on the phone and he is complaining about his situation and saying that mm-hmm. everything's terrible mm-hmm. and he's sitting under that great cloud of the rain. Mm-hmm. Um so you're saying that her response should be nothing? I'm saying at this point it should be nothing. She's tried to be encouraging, he doesn't want to hear that. She's trying to agree he doesn't want that. Right. Sure. So it sounds like he's just venting. Okay. And sometimes and you just, just and sometimes you just need to let it, person vent. Let the person vent. Okay. It may not be for that whole eight month, right? It, right. He could just be in that initial venting period, adjusting. I just don't like this, right? And mm-hmm. so, it may be nothing that she can do right now. Right. Okay. That's reasonable. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I don't. That's what I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm not sure I would um, just say nothing, um, but I think that acknowledging, you know, what he said probably would go at least have some impact. Acknowledging like that she's listening. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, and just making sure that he's aware that she's paying attention and that she's actually attentive to what he's saying. I don't. From but this, not, I don't even think he like. I. I recognize it's that he so. pro- it probably wouldn't <laughs> register for him. It's not registering. But I think for her, right? Fair enough. Just putting in that effort, just sure. building that thing in there to say, okay, well, I let him know that I was attentive, that I was listening to what he's saying. Um, but it definitely it's not on her sure. to drag him out of correct. his doldrums. That is correct. Right? That's, so, you know, for, for any spouse, right, you're not the one who's going to... Um, you know, while you might cheer and bring some cheer, ultimately the happiness of your spouse is not bound up in you. Your spouse has to choose to actually sure. choose to be happy and content in their situation. Correct. So definitely yeah. don't um, don't take it so personal if they're stuck in a negative moment. Just continue sure. to be there for them and. In this situation, you know, you may just have to take some time and just let your spouse vent, um, and then mm-hmm. you know wait for the wait for the swing the other way. Correct. Um, you know, but yeah, that's definitely a tough moment. I mean, yeah, I know what it easy. is to be in that negative space, especially around work uh, when things aren't going the way that you like. So definitely, um, hang in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, audience? What do you think that our uh, wife should do, or what do you? What are your thoughts about that? Definitely hit us with some feedback at feedback at feedback. Uh, that's not going to come out right. Our email address. You can send us some <laughs> some feedback. Is feedback, feedback, feedback at yeah feedback at feedback. So it's feedback at lifeinthecloudspod.com. dot com. Feedback at lifeinthecloudspod.com. And uh, if you want to, you can also hit the link for this episode on our Facebook page. Yes. So go to Facebook and hit Life in the Clouds Pod, and uh, you'll come bring that up. You'll find this episode once it posts, and you can uh, give an answer to that question. What would you do in that scenario, or what advice do you offer to this sure. wife? Uh, who's definitely in a difficult moment um, right now. So you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, and really, that's going to be it for this episode of Life in the Clouds. Uh, my name is Carlton, and my lovely wife is... You don't know my name? Deidre. <laughs> my lovely See, I'm wi- funny. My lovely wife and, is funny. and uh, the troll of my life. Um because you're always you trolling me, me. Troll? trolling me. You're always trolling me. You call me. me a troll. No, you don't live under a bridge and you don't That's eat goats. Nice. I'm just saying that you're all constantly trolling me. You call me a troll. If you think I called my wife a troll, please leave a comment and tell me. Because if enough of you tell me I called her a troll, then I will apologize in the next episode. So, thanks a lot. Have a great evening. Bye.